Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, welcome back to the final hour of the program. Julian King of the Chair on SEN Mornings. Uh, happy to take your calls. one 1170 You've got a busy final hour coming up shortly. I'm going to talk cricket broadcast rights with Mark C. Scott. He's a senior lecturer in screen media at Victoria University. He's been following this issue very, very closely. And Chris Nelson. The track analyst for SEN Track ahead of some Brisbane racing this weekend. Big bash action tonight, as you might have heard in your news bulletin. Sydney Six is their 0-2 at the moment. So the last year's finalists need to get their skates on. They're taking on the Hobart Hurricanes. It was a great win too last night for the Renegades. They were 4 night at one stage and they eventually triumphed over the heat thanks to six sixes off the blade of Andre Russell. So another final over run chase in the 12th edition of the Big Bash. Three of the last four games have been decided in the 20th over with last night's game ending in the 19th. And they need competitive games of cricket, the Big Bash, because when it comes to cricket broadcast rights, and Channel 7 have made their disappointment known, is that this is one element of the game which, in their opinion, has not delivered. And there are reports by Ben Horn in The Telegraph today that Channel 9 has emerged as a shock 11th hour contender to reclaim cricket's TV rights as Channel 7's hopes fade. And all the while, it's understood Cricket Australia bosses remain... Well, nervous about partnering with Network 10 and Paramount. And that's despite a reported $1.5 billion offer. So it's big, big money, bigger than the last round. And that's due to 10's perceived poor ratings and Paramount's streaming issues. Dr. Mark C. Scott, a lecturer in screen, uh, in screen media, I should say, at Victoria University. It's great to have him on the line again right now. Mark, good morning. Good morning. You know, it's always interesting, isn't it? We've been reminiscing about the 40-year partnership between the Nine Network and Cricket. You think about the great voices, the soundtrack of Summer and Richie Beno and Bill Laurie and Ian Chappell and Tony Gregg. So, so let me ask you, how serious do you think this, this bid is from Nine? Or is it, I suppose, like the AFL when they came in with that last-minute bid, is it a play to maybe drive up the price to get your rivals to pay more? Uh, I mean, I mean, it could be to drive up the price, but I think... You know, there's there's probably an itching, I guess, from nine to go back into cricket. And you mentioned some of the great history that they have around cricket, um, you know, for those 40 years. So it's really hard to tell. There's so many elements within a broadcast media rights for any any code, uh, and cricket just seems to be the one that's coming up now in a in a very um, unstable media landscape, I would say. Yeah, unstable's the word. But if they were to get it, I mean. Looking through the crystal ball, how how would Nine then potentially juggle the cricket rights with the Australian Open? Yeah, and that's part of it. Um, it's whether Nine also links in with Foxtel, and I, I would assume that would probably go ahead as well. And as you mentioned, Seven aren't happy with the Big Bash, and there are questions around whether there are too many games. For the Big Bash, I think it's about 60 games at the moment. Yeah. So it's whether they'll pull back on some of those, and that might allow them to have the tennis and the cricket at the same time. Could we potentially see a situation where you you flog off the test matches, for example, to one network and the Big Bash to another, as we saw previously when 10 had the Big Bash? Yeah, I guess the problem when you segregate a code is how many you're going to get viewing across those multiple flat platforms. And that's always 
the issue that comes about. Um, we've seen that happen with the NFL in the US. To give you an example, Amazon Prime just paid $10 billion for uh, 10 years, and it's only every Thursday night game. Mm. But what that means is the, the fans have to have access to all of those broadcast platforms, and that can be a bit of an issue as well. How important is streaming? So do we have the breakdown? Are, are more viewers now consuming their sport via streaming as opposed to free-to-air? It's not necessarily more, but it's adding to the, the overall audience. We've seen a report with the BBC who got massive numbers for the World Cup from streaming and broadcast. So having both is essential nowadays, where previously it was, oh, we'll give the broadcast to someone and we'll give the streaming to another another partner. It doesn't really matter. But now it's really part of those broadcast rights. It has to be both. And the issue with Nine and Foxtel getting it is obviously Nine also owns Stan, mm. and that has a sporting element to it as well. Um, and Foxtel obviously has KO. So there's just so many pieces to the puzzle. Is there a benefit to incumbency when it comes to broadcast rights, do you think? Um, I'm not sure if there's if there's any positive to that. It's just, you know, they really have to have a crystal ball because most of these rights are going to be for another seven years. And we've already seen the massive changes across the media landscape in the past five years. So it's it's an issue of them trying to work out what's the best approach for the code and also considering that just because you get a lot of money for a broadcast rights, doesn't mean they're going to market the game the best as well. And that's another issue they need to consider if they're going for someone like Paramount+. Plus. Well, that's interesting. I want to talk about that. Reportedly offered $1.5 billion. This is Channel 10 of Paramount for, for the next seven years for exclusive rights. Now, the last time it came around and eventually Channel 7 and Foxtel won the bid, I think it was, what, $1.2 billion over six years. Uh, Channel 10 came in then with a big bid and they said, we'll put everything on free-to-air. But again, uh, in yep. fact, they almost felt insulted by by Cricket Australia administration at the time for not giving them uh, due consideration. So so what are the concerns here? And are, are these concerns founded about the fact that, you know, nine and seven seem to be industry leaders in terms of ratings, whereas 10 seem to be dropping off the perch a little bit? And, and likewise, the issues that Paramount Plus currently has with its streaming services, are, are those concerns and fears genuine and are they founded? I think they are in terms of Paramount. It's only a new platform and so it really hasn't had a grounding to see where it's going to go in Australia. The benefit could be um, the option to present those rights internationally and get the game across you know, um, various countries. The issue with that is uh, Cricket Australia already has a contract with Disney to broadcast all Australian games uh, into India. So there's not only the local rights, but there's international rights that could come to play as well. Um, so yes, there, there are some concerns around where Channel 10 is sitting at the moment and what benefit it may bring to the game. A lot of people have suggested that the 50-over format of the game, Mark, is on life support, and part of the reason being is that it's now buried behind a paywall. You know, do you think there's a link between you know, visibility and participation in the sport? And that's, Is that a consideration too for Cricket Australia when they consider who to award yeah. the broadcast rights to? I think it has to be part of the consideration because... Australia is not well known for having a high level of pay TV subscribers, unlike the US and the UK, where we saw numbers of 50% to 80% of households having pay TV. Mm. Um, in Australia, we're, we're not getting anywhere above, you know, really 30%. That's even when we include things like KO. So we, we are still reliant on free-to-air broadcasting, um, but the, the issues are around, you know, money for the code that it can reinvest and then also getting eyeballs in front of the game 
the other part of this puzzle is really the anti-siphoning laws in Australia, um, and they're they're being discussed at the moment as well. So there could be changes for those. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, and this is a loophole. I think the last time we spoke, I said, yes, okay, well, you're a free-to-wear network, in this case, nine or, or 10. And you think, okay, bid for the rights, you're going to screen it. But then they could potentially, there's nothing currently stopping them from then burying content behind a paywall like Paramount or, or Stan Sports. Yeah, or potentially selling it off. So the anti-siphoning laws is more about giving free-to-air broadcasters the first opportunity to bid to certain games and certain sport. After that point, it can still go to subscription or pay TV services. So it's only a first little hurdle. It's it's not necessarily going to prevent it happening. You know, it's often said in sporting circles that a CEO's legacy is defined by how much they can extract out of a broadcast rights deal. Do you think there'd be a benchmark figure for Cricket Australia over, over say, a seven-year cycle in terms of what's acceptable or not? Because my understanding is uh, the first round of offers, they sent them all back and said this this is insufficient in terms of money, but maybe that's just part of a, a back-and-forth, you know, sort of haggling or negotiation process. But do you think there'd be a, a benchmark figure? Surely they'd want more than what they got last time. They definitely want more because it's going from 2023-24 season for another potentially seven years. So it definitely has to be more. Um, the other consideration, I guess, that they have to have is around that marketing opportunity and what they can do for that. Uh, and, and that's probably the biggest play on their mind is how do we not only, you know, utilise the broadcast rights, but how do we continue to grow the game? Because in Australia now, we do have a number of other codes that we haven't had previously. A-League, for example, is starting to build up. Um, and so it's fighting against multiple codes now. You know, it's interesting. Channel 9, they, they sort of, they wanted it, but they didn't want it badly enough. And they got this, it's always, you remember last time, Channel 9 and 7 swaps, and then, you know, 7 who had the tennis gave it to 9, and, and the 9 who had the cricket eventually ceded to Channel 7. And they'd lost money over that last cycle. Do networks actually make money from the exorbitant amount that they pay for sports broadcast rights? Or is it a case of, well, you take the loss, but but make it up elsewhere by, I guess, having your channel parked on seven or nine or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it can work both ways. Sometimes uh, it depends on what's happening with that season. And I guess the other issue here is the games at the moment with the test haven't been great when you're trying to develop some, some media rights. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a bit of a a bit of a to and a fro, I think, between the broadcasters and Cricket Australia and, and what's going to happen with that. Be a fascinating watch. Uh, I won't get you to look into the crystal ball. Uh, we talked about incumbency, perhaps not as strong as we thought it was, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see where Cricket Australia pivot in terms of this. I mean, people, uh, it's funny, people I speak to, Mark, still think of nine as the home of cricket. It's not because so many people are not necessarily consuming it via free-to-air, but even, despite that 30% number you gave, you know, a lot of people I know that are watching it on Fox and KO, so it remains to be seen. But uh, we'll be fascinated to see uh, eventually where it ends up. Thank you for your time. No worries. Thanks. And here is uh, Dr. Mark C. Scott. He is a senior lecturer in screen, me screen media at Victoria University. Can you see it going back to nine? 1.5 bill over seven years. But what he said there, that, yeah, in terms of uh, the unreliability with regards to its streaming services there in Paramount, that they are not unfounded, those fears that Cricket Australia have, despite assurances by the 10 Network and Paramount. Yeah, new technologies, this is what we're going to bring to the game. And this is why you think about Rupert Murdoch with, with the NFL rights all those years ago. David Hill, 
the great Australian administrator, went into the room, the boardroom with all the NFL executives. He said, we're going to have all these cameras, all these microphones, games like you've never seen it before. You'll hear every hit. You'll hear flesh on flesh. And they were blown away. They were blown away. So if they want it, they're going to have to do a lot more to wrest it from Channel 7, despite the fact that Channel 7 are currently challenging Cricket Australia in their deal in federal court. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Um, how good are sports pushing the TV money back into the sport? A lot seems to go in the exec bonuses. Maybe, maybe. You're talking about grassroots reinvestment. Look, I don't think we'll ever see the accurate breakdowns, but participation is the key for any sport in this country. As kids hardly watch live sport, what will happen to future sports TV rights? Well, streaming services will be a major player. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Love to hear your thoughts too on the open line. We'll take a break on the other side of that. We're going to talk a bit of racing with Chris Nelson.